So it was Joe Biden fucking Donald Trump in the ass to open the fucking show with no context to it at all. Let them know that they don't share that same passion that you have and to get the fuck out of your way. He's like, hey man, is that a Snickers in your pocket? You didn't pay for that Snickers. Let me run out the fucking door and try and catch it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. How are you? What's happening? What's going on? Your old pal Joe checking back in with you. Hope you're doing as well as you possibly can be. What a week it has been. And we're on to a new week. So thanks for uh, thanks for starting it with me, or thanks for joining me whenever you're, uh, you're listening to this. Here's the thing real quick. You can go to... Uh, Patreon.com slash Utilize Shrooms if you would like to support the podcast. Someone asked me what you get for uh, subscribing to the Patreon. And uh, at one point, the videos of this podcast were exclusively available on the Patreon. But now they are on YouTube for the public. But they were there for like two weeks along with uh, some stand-up. But I have made them public. So, don't even... I mean, there's nothing over there for you that's... (laughs) This is what you get, people. Everyone's getting the same shit. There's nothing exclusive over there anymore Anything anymore at the moment. All right? But if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that over at patreon.com slash utilize stream. There's only one tier. It is $5. Uh, but at the moment, you get nothing. If you want, I'll say something. I'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you want to... If you want that, if you really need something, I'd only have so much to offer people, especially in the in the realm of content right now. And the thing with these fucking videos is just like, man, uh, the video world of podcasting is a lot. It's just they take up so much memory, and the upload time is it takes for fucking ever. So bear with me, you know, I'm trying. But if you want to support the podcast, you can go over there and do that. Uh, now that that's all the business out of the way, we take care of it up top here at the Psychedelic Experience, as you know. How's your week been, people? You're doing well. You're doing, uh, you're doing better than you were last week. You're doing worse. It don't matter. We're here. We're starting it together. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a great week, man. It's going to be fantastic. And all you have to do is decide that, you know, winter's approaching people. Don't forget that. Things are getting colder. Some places are already cold. Winter is a momentum killer. Don't let it kill your momentum. We had a whole year to get our lives on track. So don't, uh, don't let the coldness slow you down or lead you astray. I'm trying to deal with that myself right now. You know, it's, uh, I spent the whole summer. I was running pretty much every day, taking very few days off. Uh, but now that it's colder, it is easier to make an excuse. Or just, it just feels better to be inside when it's cold. But you can't let it kill your momentum, you know. So I'm out there fighting it. Out there still running. It's not bad. It hasn't been bad here the past couple of days in Atlanta. But last week was pretty chilly. Uh, but that's what I realized, you know. In the summer, everybody was running. Everyone was running when it's easy. But now that it's cold, ain't nobody fucking out there but me. And uh, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna if I'm gonna stop, you know. Got to keep climbing that mountain, baby. The mountain's in your mind. It's not a real thing. We make our own mountains. All right, let's get to some. Don't lose your momentum for the fucking winter, you know. Keep developing healthy habits. Don't let the cold slow you down. 
because I already see it slowing people down and I can feel it slowing myself down, but I'm refusing to allow that because my year has been about building momentum. That's all this podcast is, is just trying to, uh, trying to keep moving forward. People, that's all we can do. Had some shows this weekend. Hell yeah. What a fun fucking time. It's good to be back on stage in whatever sense. This was at center stage in Atlanta. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, inside, big old theater, but everyone's uh, spaced out, uh, socially distanced, I guess. I was spaced out, bro. <laughs> but it was fucking fun. If you're ever in uh, Atlanta, there's a gentleman who runs the show. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He's one of my favorite people uh, in Atlanta and in life. I think he's a great human being. He's just very uh, enjoyable. His name is Bob Place. Uh He's a comedian based in Atlanta, but he also has a fucking movie on Amazon Prime called, I think, American Dirtbags or something like that. He made a movie just with like a bunch of, a lot of Atlanta comics and some other uh, comics with some more, uh, I don't know, weight in the industry, I guess. More famous people or whatever. But it was like a, I can't remember. I wasn't here for it. It was He made it before... I got to Atlanta in 2017, and the movie was already out. But he's a great dude. He's he's very, very interesting, but it is his show. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I think it's called Stand Up and Stuff, and the stuff was like Bob's doing a bunch of costume changes and riding a unicycle. Bob's become a clown during quarantine. He's juggling swords and juggling fucking the, the bowling pin things. He's legit leaning towards becoming a clown but he's still got the stand-up chops too and there were some other people juggling doing acrobats there's a house band uh which is put a group of fucking uh, atlanta comics too it's just a real fun show if you're ever there it's just so bob's uh he loosens people up like bob bob don't work clean he doesn't have like Bob can tone it down a little bit, but it's his own show. So Bob's a nut when he's on stage. And if he's going to be the first one, this is how we open the show the second night, right? So the second show was on Saturday. And that was the day that, uh, that everyone found out that, that Biden is the projected winner of the, uh, the presidency. And for some reason, Bob had a, uh, a Biden mask and a Donald Trump mask. And he, had, he just happened to have a suit that would fit me. And he had his own suit. So he's like, I want to do something with these masks to maybe open the show. So he dresses up like Joe Biden. I, dra- I put the Trump mask on and the suit. And this is my idea. And I don't know why. I don't know why I suggested this. But Bob goes out as Joe Biden. Uh, and people, you know, they're into it a little bit. Uh, you know, it's in Atlanta. Atlanta is blue for the most part, but he's walking around waving to people. People are clapping a little bit. And then he starts, uh, he does a handstand and then he starts walking on his hands as Joe Biden. Uh, and then, and then he dismounts. I come out as Donald Trump, uh, and we square off, you know, in the, at the center, in the center of the stage, we're going to, we're going to throw fisticuffs and then we circle around each other. Bob throws a punch, or I say should say Joe Biden throws a punch, hits Donald Trump, who is me, and I fall over a stool, and then Bob just just humps my butt as Joe Biden. So it was Joe Biden fucking Donald Trump in the ass 
to open the fucking show with no context to it at all. No one set it up to let them know what the fuck was going on. And people liked it. People got a big hoot out of it. And uh, we didn't have an ending planned. Like, that's as far as we got with the idea. <laughs> was, I'm going to lay on this stool and you're going to hump me. And it's like, all right, great idea. And it's like, when do you... And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about a lot. It was only a few seconds, but a lot was going through my mind as my friend was thrusting his hips against my butt. First of all, I was like, great, we got the laugh. And then I thought I started thinking about my dad. <laughs> you know, it was maybe eight seconds, but I'm like, okay, we got the laugh. And I was like, oh... My dad would not approve of this at all. He's like, what are you doing up there for the sea? You're letting your friends hump you now for the sake of the joke? And then it got to the point where I just kind of turned to Bob. I was like, are we good now? Like, is this done? Are we okay? I think we're good. Because we really didn't have, I didn't know what to, uh, we had no ending plan. So it was just a real, that's a good way to start a show and make it fucking loose. That's why I like doing Bob's shows because it's, you know, during your set, you could be real loose. It doesn't have to be so so tight and fucking, you know. You started the show getting humped. It's like, what can, I can say anything I want now. It's like, I have, I earned it. I earned it tonight. I earned my keep out of this fucking, out of this show. But what a fun show. If you're ever in Atlanta, check it out. Stand up and stuff. How about that? <laughs> and go check out Bob's movie if you got Amazon Prime. Uh... I watched it once because I have an Amazon Prime account. That's why I watched it. Uh, <laughs> but I love Bob. He also, he got in trouble. He makes like these parody songs about Atlanta. Uh, and they were popping off for a minute. But uh, he made one about East Atlanta, also known as EAV in the city. Uh, and bar owners got mad. Basically, Bob went around to like every bar in East Atlanta and was making a song. And then, the whole song was, here's a bar that you can find cocaine at. Here's another bar you can find cocaine at. And this bar, you can find cocaine there too. And people loved it because everyone was like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's very true. But then a couple bar owners got mad and I think flagged the video. So like, you can't, you can't be telling people that. It's like, well, everyone already knows. It's, <laughs> it's Atlanta. But check out Bob's shit. And the shows were fun. I like I like the low stakes of comedy right now. I like that I there I feel like I I have nothing to lose or gain from from a set anymore other than other than getting the laughs, other than making the people happy, you know. There's no industry coming. There's no, you know, I'm not going to be on new faces in Montreal next year. I know that. Who knows if there's going to be any fucking comedy festivals? It's like who gives a shit? I love it. I love how free uh, comedy feels for me right now because it really is it's gotten it's back to the people man it's about the people there and that's all that matters to me right now is the audience in that room for that moment for that night for the 10 minutes for the 20 minutes for the 30 minutes whatever it is however long I'm doing it's all about the people now there's no I love it I feel so good man I really do <laughs> I love that things kind of fell to shit.
is fantastic. It made me, I don't know, it kind of made me realize that, you know, it's somewhere doing comedy. I feel like maybe uh, I lost sight of what was important, which is making, you know, what it really is about is just making people laugh. But, you know, you have these goals you want to obtain and, you know, being financially stable through comedy starts uh, creeping in your mind. So then it becomes, you know, then it becomes about something different than than just you telling jokes to people. It becomes the business side of it. And you have to worry about, you know, does this person like me and will they put me on their show? And, you know, will the industry ever come and give me a hand? Will anyone ever say, hey, we got something for you where we can give you a little money? Because it hadn't happened <laughs> and still really hasn't, you know. No one's made me. I know that. No one's made me into a star. But it don't fucking matter. I really don't care. I like doing this shit. I like doing this podcast and running my fucking mouth saying whatever the fuck I'm going to say. Whether it makes sense or it makes not. It doesn't make sense, you know. I don't give a shit. If you're listening, it's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get people to feel something, man. You know what I mean? That's all. Just trying to bring out the passion in your fucking soul. People don't want that. People really don't. Passion scares people. You know, they'll call you intense or intimidating or shit like that. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what passion is, motherfucker. So that's all. I'm just trying to make you people feel alive a little bit. Let you, you know, let it out, people. Go yell. Just go out somewhere and just fucking yell. Yell from your gut. And just just scream sometime. Let it out. Let the passion flow. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with being passionate. You know. So that's what we're doing here at the psychedelic experience. We're trying to feed you all some passion and hope uh, you know, live a passionate life. Fuck everybody. You got nothing to lose now, people. What the fuck are you worried about anybody for? Live a passionate life, scare motherfuckers because you're so passionate about something. Let them know that they don't share that same passion that you have. And to get the fuck out of your way. How about that? How about that for you? Oh, little sip of coffee. Wonderful. Hey, man, quit another job. Hey, I did it the right way this time. I've uh, quit two jobs now since I've been to Atlanta. And I've put my two weeks in at both of them. So how about that? I'm growing up. Isn't that a good thing? People who know me know that once I started doing comedy, working at restaurants and shit, I would just not show up. Especially if I had a show and you told me I couldn't do the show. It's like, I'm just, my whole thing is, and I've said this on, I don't know if I, on on previous podcasts before. uh, But no, you don't, I don't care how many fucking checks you sign. You don't own my time. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, if I come up to you, if you're an employer of mine, and I go, hey, I got a show on Friday. I'm not going to be here. And they're like, well, we, you have to be here. You know, we need to schedule you or whatever. It's like, bro, I'm not asking you. This is my time. I'm not fucking playing around. You know, I'm letting you know I'm not going to be here on Friday. And if you keep me on that schedule and I'm not here and you get mad, it's your own fucking fault. I told you I wasn't going to be here. So... And usually if you don't, you know, you just can't go back. And serving was uh, pretty easy to do that. I worked at one restaurant in Nashville where I had requested a day off. Uh, 
put it on the calendar like you're supposed to, you know? And then the manager, like two weeks out too, not even last minute shit, like was trying to do the right thing. And the manager just crossed my name out. Uh, and I was like, well, and she's like, you can't have that day off. I was like, well, I'm just going to write it back down because I'm letting you know I'm not going to be here. And then she crossed it off again. So then I got somebody else to cover my shift for me. And then the manager's like, she's covering my shift. You have to be here. And it's like, okay, this ain't going to work out then. So I'm going to... I'll get my money the day before, and then I'm going to go do this show. People trying to fuck with your time like that, man. I, I don't get it. I don't even understand that concept. You ain't telling me shit that I have to do with my time. I am allowing, like, I'm, I feel like I'm doing you a favor, showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, you know. But if you tell me that I, I, whatever, just don't fuck with my time. I don't play that game. Especially at a restaurant. If it's, I don't know. You can always get somebody to do it. Be short staff or short staff all the time. But I put my two weeks in at this one. I got nothing necessarily lined up for afterward, but I'm going to chill for a minute and try and figure this shit out. We've talked about it before on the podcast. I can't do the restaurant shit any fucking more. I just can't. I can't deal with it. I can't keep trying to make people happy who are unhappy. It's not my job. I'm not worried about it. If you're a happy person, we can vibe. We can get there together. But if you're a miserable fuck, like, I just can't keep dealing with those types of people, you know. And just the fucking, I don't know if y'all have ever worked in restaurant, front of house or back of house. But it's, man, a lot of places are just chaos where people don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's like a mom and pop shop right now. And had I not put my two weeks in, I would have walked out that bitch on Sunday. I know that. I would have left that motherfucker. I would have walked the fuck out and been like, I'm done now for sure. But I got four more shifts. And it's like, all right, we'll stick around because, you know, people want to get, people want to start drinking early in the day and then start pouring waffle mix in the cold waffle irons. And then guess who has to clean it? Fucking Joe for some reason, which I didn't do it. And I go, hey, that waffle iron ain't on. And you're still going to fucking pour shit in it and then turn it on and then leave and then just disappear and let shit burn. It's like, what the fuck, man? So I just can't deal with that shit. We'll get into, listen, if you're looking for a podcast next week, I'm going to air some shit out next week. I know that, but I'm just trying to be nice right now for the next four days. But I'll tell you all some stories about this restaurant I've been working at on the next podcast. But just know I did put my two weeks in because I'm trying to be a, trying to be a responsible adult. And also, you know, Anytime I needed time off for a show, it was never an issue at this place. So, I'm, you know, I, I, I'll be respectful in that sense because y'all were, y'all were kind enough to me to help me out. But it's like I just can't keep, I can't keep doing this shit, firing people on a weekend in like the middle of a shift when we're busy. It's like, bro, I can't keep, I can't keep dealing with this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. I've seen it happen so many times. They fired the front of the house uh, manager, fired our fucking dishwasher in the back one day. And then she didn't help do the dishes. She left because she was so upset that she fired somebody. So then we were short two people. You know what I mean? On a fucking Sunday, whatever it was, at a breakfast spot. It's chaos, people. Chaos. Ugh. I just don't... I, I don't think... I don't know most people. I don't know how to run a business, so I'm not. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. But 
it's weird, man. Just because you have a business does not mean you are a good business person or know how to run it. Or, you know, just because you are a manager doesn't mean that you have managerial skills. It's like, seems like people just stuck, uh, stay around. And that's how they stick around and then get the fucking, you know, if you're here long enough, if you're with the company long enough, we'll make you a manager, even though, you know, you probably got no fucking clue what you're doing. You're just around. And then it's like, if you think about like power corrupts, especially with like anything, especially with politics and shit like that, we've been going through all that now for this whole year, but it, you know, power corrupts. It's like, yeah, it definitely does. And to prove that, all you have to do is go into like a McDonald's or a fucking Target and go see the fucking who used to work on the register and got promoted to manager and see what fucking chaos they are causing because they think they're hot shit because they have employees underneath them. And it's like you barely graduated high school and you've just stuck around long enough to someone so someone could give you a fucking title. You know what I mean? And now you're going to, now you think you have power over people or you think you know better. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Acting like a fucking lunatic. I've seen it. I've seen it happen so many times at the restaurants too. You promote a server. Let a server make a schedule. And oh God, act to see what the fuck's going to happen now. Big time fucking boss. I make the schedule. Go fuck yourself. Good Lord. All right, people, we're doing a quick one today. We've been doing longer ones, closer to a half an hour, 40 minutes, but we do quick, quick little 20, 25 one. Let's do the animal clip of the week. Get you out of here. <laughs> Get you on your way for the week, people. Get you amped up. I uh, hope you're having a good one, man. I know, election shit, whatever. It's not. Again, don't start treating, be nice to people. That's all. Just because people vote differently, fucking just try and be respectful to people. It don't matter. Those people, the people you vote for don't care about you, man. Voting is for poor people. Voting is for dumb people and poor people, all right? That's that's why rich people tell you all to do it. That's what it is. It's for dumb people. You know, rich people don't, you know, that's, that's why they tell you to do it. I think it's, I think it's a fucked up crooked game, but just don't treat people poorly. That's all. Animal clip of the week. That's what we're talking about. This one is a good one. Not from dark side of nature, people. You know, I love dark side of nature. You know, I love the Instagram channel or account dark side of nature. One of my favorites, this one animal clip of the week, not from dark side of the nature. This one from worldstarhiphop.com, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Do people still fuck with World Star? I love it. I don't check it out as much as I used to, but like once every four days I'll check it out. They got a great clip. I don't know where the fuck it came from. Uh but it's a gas station somewhere in the fucking woods, of course. And uh apparently they had a couple few weeks or a few days, whatever it was, where a bear kept visiting the uh the gas station and kept walking in and just like eating eating the food, you know, and who's going to stop, who's going to stop, no one could stop the bear, the bear just came in and ate, and then no one stopped him, so he just came back the next day, and was like, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing this, and there's like a surveillance camera of one guy, the bear's trying to come in the front door, and the guy's like, "Uh uh-uh, you know, the guy who takes the fucking gas station clerk job a little bit too seriously, 
And he's like, hey, man, is that a Snickers in your pocket? You didn't pay for that Snickers. Let me run out the fucking door and try and catch you because you didn't pay for the, the Snickers. It's like, bro, you're making eight twenty five an hour. It ain't that big. You know, you need those types of people. That's a good company person, though. You pay someone nine bucks an hour and they will chase thieves on foot. They don't know the danger they're getting into. Hire the, those people deserve better. If you ever find a, a gas station clerk chasing people who steal candy bar, hire him for your company or her. Hire that person because they will be uh, they will be dedicated, you know. And this guy, he's like, you know. If you think he'll chase a thief, you should see him when that bear comes. Because he's like, uh-uh, bear, not on my watch. I know you got away with this a couple days ago and possibly yesterday. But not today, bear. So he goes, uh, he's trying to block the bear at the fucking door. And the bear just kind of jumps at him. And he's just like, yeah, you could do what you want. I ain't going to fuck with the bear. <laughs> the bear went in and ate. And then they interview the guy. And he's like, you know, I didn't really... <laughs> Good Lord, excuse me. They're interviewing the guy. My mouth gets so dry from the weed and the coffee. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have this problem, but my throat's dry as fuck from rambling on. Let me get a sip of water before I finish this bear shit. I apologize, people. What do you want from me? What do you want from me exactly? I need a drink of water. Back in business. Uh, yeah, interviewing the fucking guy, the jack off. He's like, I didn't sign up for this. This wasn't in the contract that I signed. But he wasn't trying to be like jokey about it. Like he was being dead serious. That's why local news is so great. That's why these people become viral video stars. Because it's like, there's no way this is a real person. Like this guy is upset because he didn't sign up to fight a bear off. But here's the thing is you don't, you didn't have to. You didn't have to try and block the door door so the bear couldn't get in. You know what I mean? That's like a you personal decision. If I'm working at a gas station, you can steal in front of my face. I don't care. I'm not going to try and fucking stop you. I work at a gas station. I don't give a fuck. But people don't, unless it's my gas station. If it's my gas station, then yeah, you know. The Chinese gas stations, that's where you don't steal from because they got guns. But if I'm working at a fucking QT or a Speedway, some corporate gas station, and you want some shit, ladies and gentlemen, anytime you see me working at a gas station, it's all free. All right? Everything. The gas the chips, whatever. The cigarette's behind me. I go, what do you need? And then I'll put it on the counter, and then you just grab it and take off. And I'm like, damn it, another one got away. Because I'm not going to chase after your fucking ass. And I'm not going to try and fight off a bear because it wants some fucking Doritos or whatever the fuck. But that person would be a very loyal, dedicated to the job, loyal to any company they would possibly work for, you know. But the bear, I don't know what happened to the bear. They didn't tell. They didn't say, hey, the bear's gone. We killed the bear. It was just a nice light news story of a bear coming to a gas station to get some candy. Apparently the bear wanted 
candy. And this guy was like, these Skittles. I'll lay my life on the line for these motherfucking Skittles. Don't touch them. You want the Skittles? You got to go through me. And as soon as the bear was like, yeah, I'll go through you. He's like, ah, all right, never mind. I have the Skittles. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe he's not a guy you want working for your company. Maybe he's a bitch. <laughs> maybe he's all bark, no bite. Couldn't fend off a bear. Letting a bear boss you around like a big old pussy. Grow a pear and fight a fucking bear. How about that, people? Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. I appreciate y'all's time. Uh, Patreon.com slash Utilize Shrooms. If you're around Atlanta, I got a show tomorrow in Norcross at Social Fox Brewing. We also got one this Wednesday, which is the 11th at Elmere in Little Five Points. Josh Wagner runs that show. Should be fun. Uh, So come on through, you know. We'll have a good time. Thanks for checking it out, man. Joe Kelly Psychedelic Experience. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. As always, take care of yourself, man. Take care of somebody else, and I'll catch you all around real soon. Later. Later.